This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Pods and leave a five-star review. We haven't had one in a while, and we would love to read one on the next episode. Also, follow us on Instagram at Sixers Group Therapy. There we're going to post whenever we have a new episode, and we like to interact with our listeners on that platform. So on today's episode, the Sixers pull out an overtime win over the Jazz and have now won six of their last eight. The Jazz are frauds. Joel is the MVP. And Ben is the Defensive Player of the Year, at least in our opinions. We will do a quick recap of the first half of the season, as well as make predictions for the second half. And we also have the return of Vlade's Fake Trade of the Week. Shout out to First Name Dane, who continues to allow us to use his music for our intro. He has a new song out called Stay Up which you can listen to on Spotify or wherever you listen to your music. So with all that being said, first name, Dane, take us away. Welcome to the All-Star Break edition of Sixers Group Therapy. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Nuge. The gang is back to talk about the past four games. We did win that Raptors game, by the way. We were recording mid-pod last last session. Uh, We'll talk about that, the highlights of the first half of the season, and give some predictions for the second half. So first, I am joined by the recently very busy June Wan. How are you? Oh, I I did not miss being employed. I miss being unemployed. But <laughs> but but also, I think Tobias should be an all star after after yesterday. <laughs> Eleven points in overtime. That was half his point total for the game. Crazy. Watch Toby. <laughs> Next, we have uh, someone whose father may be banned from the pod if he continues to call and be the China doll. That is Crip Hamilton, aka Dave DeBacco. How are you, buddy? I'm good. It was all it was all s- smiles and cheers last night, but uh, there's a, there's always next game. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, of Salvito's Pizza, the favorite pizza of the pod, we have JB Mudbones. What a game! We don't deserve it. <laughs> what did we do to deserve Joel Embiid? tanked for five years <laughs> <laughs> i would I argue love, yeah. that's what the bad stuff we deserved <laughs> we did exactly we trusted the process and this is our re- reward we watched yeah, every- it's on. crazy he's like can you believe i like i almost got choked up this morning really when i sent you guys that thing for it for the the sixers that most 40 and 10 games in sixers history will chamberlain had like 35 and then Embiid was second with 10 and charles barkley was next with nine like this is his. This is AI in 01. Like this is what a criminal act that we can't be there in person to like chant MVP right now. Because like, oh, it's such a shame. It's such a shame that it's like this right now. It really is. Because this is like we deserve. We deserve this. We've been through 
more shit than like more weird random shit than you know you can even wrap your head around like it's it's really absurd what we've what we've endured throughout this the whole journey but we deserve this is what it's all this is what it was all about some somebody that we can hang our hat on a true franchise cornerstone and not only did we get one on the court but he's like oh my god just taunting donovan mitchell and smacking his butt as he gets as he as he gets him teed up like he's just he embodies the essence of a of a sensation like he's we are we deserve Joel Embiid that's what we trusted the process and that's what that's what Hanky gave us and it's a really special thing and it's a shame we can't be there yelling MVP at the top of our lungs but maybe we will be soon soon I just uh, I got an email did you JB yeah, I'm, I'm trying. For some reason, Gmail sends my shit to the fil- uh, to prom- promos, and I never oh, know. Annoying. Do you know how to fix that? I, I do. I'll, I'll show you later off the pod. I, right, wh- I figured a way to do that. I got um, my date is Tuesday. What is yours? Also Tuesday. I think cause we're the same. Se- we're right next to each other, so I, I guess that's why. I think um, I'm I guess buying. It's my section. I'm getting the max that I can. Let me know which games you get because I, I didn't even have a chance to sit down and look at the schedule. I think we can each buy four for two games, I think. Two games, the maximum four tickets. So we could buy eight tickets for the rest of the season. Wow. Are you guys going to sell them or are you going to go? Ooh. I kind of want to go to a game. I think now, I would buy them to go. But now what, let's see what resale value. Is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, we're about to, we're like, look, we, we've been talking about this all week. We thought, you know, 20 or $17 for a beer and crab fries was ridiculous. There's a lot of lost revenue to make up for. I mean, I think, I think like it's going to be ridiculously everything in general, like as the world opens back up, we're going to get hit with some price increases across the board. But I think we thought it was nuts before at the stadium. I can't even imagine what it's going to cost to get a beer and crab fries now after this, plus how much you can sell your tickets for. Think about that. It's like $65. Seriously. It's going to be nuts. Maybe not that nuts, but it's going to be crazy. I think that, I, that will be a big I factor. I, I don't know if it's, if it's actually anything, but apparently on Twitter, like the first opening night for the Phillies game is like, they're being sold for like hundreds of bucks. Yeah. I saw that. So I will, I will see how much the the fetching price is, but I, I would like to go to the game. I think I feel comfortable enough to go to the game. And uh, like you said, Dave, like Wells Fargo, we will be like, crazy right now with the season that Embiid's having and uh I you know I miss it so much like I want to pay $30 for crab fries, crab fries and a, a tall corona <laughs> yeah me too you know like, I'm looking forward to that no me no too. less I'll pay no less for those I, I need to pay that much for it MVP MVP Trust oh my god I would process. kill oh dude oh man like that first, the first We're game Embiid ever played Times a thousand. Oh, be, I feel like it'd be like a thousand, thousand. Like yet another weird thing, right? Add it to the fucking list of all the weird shit we've been through. Embiid finally has his, his, uh, you know, come to Jesus MVP season. It's all led to this and we can't even be there for it. We can't even <laughs> be there for it. Are you kidding me? It's like, come on. Come we on. live in a simulation. Yeah. That's we, why we're going to we, win the title this year. Cause we can't, we're not going to be able to be there for it. <laughs> we didn't think we did. We weren't sure if Embiid would play. Ever for two years, yeah. Ever. He was Greg Oden. He was Greg Oden on on ESPN. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was. They he was called the him. Jewel. They called him Greg Oden, the man that's about to win the MVP award and lead us to the NBA Finals. They called him Greg Oden, just a, a few a few short years ago. And here People we are. Called for us to trade him because we never knew if he'd play. They said uh, 
even after his first crazy rookie season, because he only played 33 games, they said trade him now while he's he has his value high and uh, look at him now. And after like the crazy down year he had last year and like, you know, 24 and 11, whatever he had last year was a down year, you know, um, it's just, you, you talked about this 40 point games. Like I'm pretty sure we went from like after we traded AI all the way until Embiid's 46 point game versus the Lakers in 2017, we went 10 years, I think without a 40 point score. And now you're telling me Joel Embiid has 10 40-point and 10-rebound games in his, uh, what, is this his fifth season with us, like actually playing? Yeah. Wow, it's been that long. (laughs) It has been that long, yeah. Seventh season since we drafted him. And, like, dude, what did we always say? Hinky said it when, when the whole process started. He said, look at the best teams in the league, the Lakers, the Spurs at the time, the Warriors. Who are their how how old are their best players? Who are their best players? They're all in their prime. 27, 28, 29 years old is like when you draft somebody, you're lucky enough that they're you hit and you hold them through their prime. 27, 28, 29 years old, the peak of their prime is when you're competing, according to history. And we're finally here. We're finally here. Here's Joel Embiid. How old is he? 26? We actually 26. have like a superstar in his prime. How special is that? Here it is. He's the best superstar, too. He's great. They, he <laughs> got so dude, fun. They, they picked him. All right. Tonight, in the they drafted the all-star team, LeBron and Durant. The first pick was Giannis. The second pick was Kyrie. The third pick was Joel Embiid. Right? No. Steph Curry. Did I say Steph Curry? I saw Ben Simmons win the second round. Yeah, Ben Simmons was high, too. LeBron picked him because of the clutch thing. We can get to that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that, that was after the starters, though, I think, right? That was at, they did the starters uh, was, Yeah, that was – he was like – Ben Ben was one of the first reserves, but the point of, of my rambling. Embiid was one of the first people selected of the – Should have been number picked, one. He got yeah. picked ahead of Kawhi. He got picked ahead of – I don't know. I guess that's right where he should be, right? He well, should have picked, they picked Giannis ahead of Giannis. Like, whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Embiid's the MVP. He's the MVP. He, he – like, yeah. LeBron didn't – who had the first pick, LeBron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't pick him because he knows Embiid's the MVP. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> he right. has – I'm sure you all saw this on Twitter, but he has officially moved to be the favorite to win MVP now. Who? Like Embiid on gambling sites. He's got the best odds. Let's go. <laughs> and here's, here's, a, here's a good way to segue into the Jazz game from last night. The last two picks of the All-Star <laughs> selection, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Look – that is clearly – dude, they picked Julius Randle, Nick Vucevic, and DeMontis Sabonis before they drafted Donovan Mitchell. Wait, did you hear, did you is, hear LeBron is, when he picked say? Sabonis? He was like, you know what? It's, it's, there's Sabonis, there's Rudy Gobert on, on the uh, available still. I need a big he man. He goes, I need, a, I need size. He, picks, he has like 7'5 oh, Gobert. Sabonis, <laughs> Wait, did he – was he like – was he joking? Was he trolling? Dude. It was an. Uh, they picked. They picked Demontis Sabonis before Donovan Mitchell in the All. LeBron James and Kevin Durant went player for player in a draft, and they left Donovan Mitchell on the board. Oh, <laughs> oh dude! Obvious, obvious Utah troll. And bravo! Um, I mean, really, just absolutely outstanding. After last night, how Donovan Mitchell smacked the fucking what a loser! He smacks the Gatorade jug. It hits the guy working security at the stadium, and like in the middle of his 
pouty rant. He just like, oh, I'm so sorry, like to the guy. And then just storms back in the locker room and then complains to the media. What sore losers. I love it. And then the, the open troll in front of national TV, the two best players in the NBA just completely say, fuck you, you losers, to the entire state of Utah. Bravo. Absolutely amazing. Bravo. Well no, no way. No way. It was a coincidence. It, it no. had to be a troll. It had to be. It, losers like like they such like i have never seen a fan base and team bitch so much after a regular season loss love it like we we've all been there like uh fuck these refs they don't know what they're looking at tonight but ultimately like philadelphia will end up blaming our own coaches and players the jack donovan mitchell said we won the game how (laughs) donald trump is he wears 45 right right like are you kidding me that's so funny and then Gobert wrote a manifesto. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's like three paragraph response. Like, dude, go cry. Go start. You lost. Oh, my God. What a loser. COVID exists in the NBA because of Rudy Gobert. God, what a loser. Don't forget, a couple seasons ago, he he cried at a press conference because he wasn't selected as an all star. Oh, God. Biggest crybabies ever. What a child. I he was I, I can't even think who's my who I d- dislike more than him in the NBA. God, what a mockery of our generation, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> he's I might only watch the G League <laughs> because <laughs> until he's out of the NBA. I'd rather have Norvell Pell than Rudy Gobert. Honestly. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Do wait, Rudy Gobert. Hold on a second. I have to pull this up. I couldn't believe it. I I listened to the uh, Ricky Sanchez podcast today. And they said the contract that Rudy Gobert just signed. I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but it's it's worse. There's a contract worse than the Tobias Harris contract. It's fucking Rudy <laughs> Gobert's extension. My God, he's this dude is making forty four million dollars one year. I think. Yeah, oh yeah I guess this, this is one of his last years, and like, it's fully guaranteed. Oh my God! I remember June. June the first thing June said to me because I guess he had that stipulation of being able to be paid that much because he made All NBA team. Uh, last year or two years ago, and the first thing June said to me is like, "This motherfucker's gonna get two hundred billion dollars a year." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here it is. All right, so he's making he's already making twenty six this year, which is like that is the limit. Like that ha- must be the ceiling for Rudy Gobert. Congratulations, you've made the most money you could ever possibly make. But then next year it starts at 38 and then it goes to thirty seven six, and then forty and a half, and then forty three in his last year. $43 million in four years for oh my God. Rudy Go for the guy that the, the best, the defensive anchor, the defensive player of the year that gave up 40 and 19 last night to the real best big man in the NBA. What a, what a, uh, unfortunate. We got to talk for- about how big of frauds Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are. Um, right. So they were, they were, they were winning the whole game, right? They're, they're splashing threes. They had, I think they had more threes made than we attempted. Yeah, which is an issue. But how did they, how did the Jazz lose that game? I, like, I was baffled how we, how we won the game. Uh, you know, Doc, uh, Doc had his, his all bench lineups in the first half was a disaster. The second half, the Jazz starters couldn't get a lead on, they, they came back versus the Jazz starters. But, like Dave after said, we were after we were complaining about the bench the entire time, then they finally <laughs> they finally turned it on. Dwight Spiders. pulls up from three with like nineteen <laughs> left in the shot clock, and it went in. I was watching on a delay, and after that, I put my phone away because 
I saw Dwight in all caps from one of you guys, and I'm like, what am I about to see? And then he had like a block and a dunk and like a hook shot. He's just like, he can be, he can be the most infuriating player on the court, but then he'll just go back to 2005 Dwight Howard for like, for like six plays in a row. Like he just absolutely dominates the game. And it's like, how do you not love this guy? How do you not love Gobert for like the end of the third and the early fourth? Of course he did. TJ McConnell would bully Gobert. (laughs) (laughs) Triple double TJ, by the way. Triple double TJ. The 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 11th time in NBA history someone's ever gotten a triple double with points, assists, and steals, or whatever it was. Points, whatever, and steals, but steals being the key one. And um, first one to ever do it off the bench in NBA Mm -hmm. history. Our very own prodigal son, TJ McConnell. Congratulations, congratulations, TJ. I I think it was the nine steals was a record in one half. And also, I think the last triple-double with the 10 steals, I think that was like 20 years ago or like 20, 30 years ago or something like that. Pinky knew. So, bravo, TJ. Um, anyway, uh, Rudy Gobert on TJ. offense is just like whatever. He, he threw up some like – he looked pretty confident doing it, but he did like some like floaters from the, the corner of the rim that like went over the rim and hit the backboard and hit down. He, uh, he attempted a jump shot from like 15 feet out. And it's just like – it was just so funny to watch this guy who everyone like he's he's like NBA writer he's a NBA writer's darling. They they love him. They can't talk about his defense enough. They can't talk about uh they can't talk enough about like the jazz like in their efficiencies and then MB comes out and drops 40 and 19 on him. Like it's nothing. Like bullying him in the fourth quarter. Oh, and- I love those replays at the end of the game. First of all, and I'm I'm jumping here. But Embiid's three to tie that game is unacceptable. The worst shot I've ever seen. He literally <laughs> he stepped back and he as soon as he shot it, I was sitting with my parents. I just said no. Yeah, and and, and then I, and then we all just screamed yes. <laughs> it wasn't even a no 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 yes. It was just no, no, <laughs> no. But it it's more unacceptable that he can make that. He's seven feet tall and did a fadeaway step back three <laughs> with four I, seconds in the game. Every other team has to rely on their like. They're all-star guard that uh-huh. like needs to create space. This dude is seven feet tall and made it look easy. We Perfect defense it. by Bogdanovich too. Couldn't play it in better. his face. Couldn't play it better. Straight up, didn't touch him. He just shot over him and swish. He's the best. He might be the best shooter I've ever seen. Bog, <laughs> whatever. I used to think it was who's the guy on the Heat? Mitchell Robinson or Mitchell Duncan or Robinson? Duncan, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I. I for now, I need Bogdanovic or whatever his name is. He's the best yeah. player I've ever seen. Mm. He's really he was a free agent two years ago, but we couldn't afford him. Oh, is he is he paid pretty well? Uh, no, uh, like, yeah. like I, I mean, yes, but like you could have gotten him and other players for the price of one particular player <laughs> who was great <laughs> in yeah. overtime. Eleven points in overtime. Mm. Uh, it was actually kind of funny because Embiid only had one point in overtime. I think. They were feeding Toby, who was – I mean, he didn't have the greatest four quarters before the overtime, but he is coming off a, a knee contusion. But he was having his way with Bogdanovich and Royce O'Neal, and he was just the go-to guy in the end. And this is like after I kind of had a thought like, oh, old Toby's back, and he goes out and he just he shuts my mouth again. What do you guys think of Toby? Oh, makes really makes you think. I mean, Lakers buzzer beater, Jazz overtime, K 
killer. The closer. He could really he could really help a team. Is, is Toby <laughs> is Toby clutch? Is he our clutch player? Had the ball down a stretch. He outscored the Jazz eleven to five by himself. Oh my! God. No, it is it is pretty amazing. That was a hell of a call by Doc Rivers. I mean, like you said, Toby was just you know clearly coming off a you know a few a few days off and uh, didn't really didn't really have an impact on the entire game. But then Doc just clears out Embiid. Brilliant, brilliant. It's like what Brad Stevens used to do to us, and mm-hmm. and what what Nick Nurse does to us. They just put the center, you know, draw Embiid out of the paint, and then just it opens everything up inside. And he Embiid stood at the three point line, took Rigo Bear completely out of the paint, wide open for Toby to whoever was Royce O'Neal or whoever was guarding him, just, you know, barbecue chicken, as Embiid would say. It's too easy. <laughs> Isn't too Royce easy. O'Neal considered like a good defender? Or am I making that up? Yeah. No, he is. Was that who was, was that who was guarding him? Or did he have uh, somebody else? Him and Bogdanovich. Mostly, m- mostly Bogdanovich. Who, All right. I don't think he's a bad defender. Right. right. But he's Basically not like, like, it's like putting Jason Tatum on, on Marco Bellinelli. Embiid <laughs> <laughs> shoots 40, I mean, closer to 42% from three. And he's taking them. Sir. He's taking a lot of them. Three per game. Like, he's by far MVP. What a yeah. good season. It's his to lose. Like, at this point, it's his to lose. He, sh- he is averaging 30 and 10 on, like, 52% shooting. 30 and 12. It's 30 and 12. I'm sorry. Uh, 50, 52% shooting, like 41% from three, and like 87% from free throw or something like that. That's like that's like Steph Curry's MVP season in 2015 or 2016. Like that's – we are witnessing a historic season, and it just I – don't, I don't know if I'm like really processing it because it's just mm-hmm. – we've come so far to see this. We were talking about this earlier in the pod. This this is wild, and like it, it, I, I was talking to June like uh, two podcasts ago that the Sixers succeeding always seemed like a pipe dream to me because we were from 2002 all the way until now we were so mediocre, and I don't know how to feel when we have a player this good and a team this good, and uh, I'm I'm kind of I can't I can't process it. What do you guys think? What's Daryl going to do? Oh, we have Daryl. That's the best part. That's the best kept secret is that I always forget that it's not Elton. It's Daryl. It's Daryl. He's <laughs> got us. He's got us. He's got us. It's going to be fun. It's all uh, going to be fun. I'm jumping around, but does Daryl make a move? This is part of my second half predictions. Um, oh, we're he- making a move. We're making a move. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. There's there's a move to be made, and Daryl will find it. I've never been more sure. Of yeah, anything. I just feel like it's gonna be like the move a player we never even imagined or like mm-hmm. haven't even thought about, and then we're gonna immediately. I mean, it's obviously gonna be the right decision, so we won't even need to sell. It won't be hard to sell ourselves. Mm-hmm. But like, I go through like Matt today asked me like who's gonna be who do we trade for, and I'm like I would love Lowry or Levine. I just don't think it's real. It never happens that way. The names that you're linked to, they never actually happen. Like Jimmy Butler was not rumored at all. Um, I don't think, but if they do, if they do ever end up happening, it's right after they're mentioned. Like it doesn't, they don't get, it doesn't get mentioned as a possibility and then linger for weeks and then finally happen. It's like, if it gets out and it's true, it's going to happen shortly after. And it's been, all this stuff has been floating around a little too long. Unfortunately, I think. 
I don't know. Who yeah. knows? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Where there's smoke, there is fire for the most part. So maybe, uh, maybe there is a chance, but now he sold his house. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, in fact, just a few hours ago on Twitter, there was a report. The Toronto star confirmed that Kyle Lowry just sold his Toronto mansion for $5.2 million cashing out on the, on the generational housing bubble we're in right now. Good for him. And, he's got, and, and getting ready for the homecoming with, with a, you know, selling the top of the market. Congratulations, buddy. Mazel tov. He did it. He did so it. there was a report from Keith Pompey who, uh, who's doubling down that Embiid's scared of the best centers in the league. Did you see his article? <laughs> like anyway, Embiid called him out in the press conference. He's, <laughs> he said that Keith Pompey keeps saying he's scared of, of Gobert. And uh, anyway, Key Pompey said that uh, the Raptors are considering rewarding Lowry. I don't think we talked about this last pod, but anyway, rewarding um, him by by trading him to a contender. Oh, like hey, like you're you're gonna walk. Let's not waste this half a season if we're not serious contenders. We'll trade you to a contender. Obviously, they get some assets for themselves. So uh, part of that report was that Lowry would actually like to come home to play for his hometown Sixers. His agent. Uh, of course, denied it, but there's there's something there maybe um, that sells house, like you said. So maybe it's Kyle Lowry. And uh, I think uh, last pot I misspoke. I, I think I said uh, I think I said Maxi Matisse, like a rumored deal. I think the actual rumored deal is like, and this is just this is speculation because you have to have the money work and everything. But would you guys trade Maxi, Danny Green, and a first round pick for Lowry? Yes. I would, Absolutely. but I would too. But I, I think there might be a way to keep Maxi and Thibault <laughs> yeah. well, and bring him home. But we'll see. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Is that going to be part of uh, Vladi's fake trade of the week? I can't. I can't quite confirm. Vin Fosh may be able to confirm, but I can't <laughs> confirm right now. Shout out! Shout out to the to, to the Vin Cider. <laughs> oh, I love Vin. I can't yeah. believe how much I didn't like him until. Until like recently, you realized until you realized what was really going on. He's the funniest troll of all. I need to meet him. Did you see what he said about Gobert last night after the game? Oh, you know, the the fight, yeah, the the fight with Vincent Poirier. They were yelling at each other in French. Oh, god, (laughs) Rudy Gobert got on the team bus and he won't talk to anybody. (laughs) Nudes, get him on the pod. We'll keep him anonymous. We'll have him like, we'll, we'll have a blank screen. We'll have like the voice, uh, like it mashes up the voice and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I need that Bosch, so much. This is the official invitation <laughs> so for you to come on the pod. Uh, like you guys said, what really happens with Vin Bosch is he's the our favorite insider. He broke the Daryl Morey news. Mm-hmm. He broke the Carson Wentz trade. It's, what it's else did he break? He's broke Bryce Harper. He broke Bryce Harper. He nailed that one. These are monumental. <laughs> these are monumental events in Philadelphia sports history. He doesn't waste his time with these small little <laughs> deals. No, he only no. breaks the blockbusters. <laughs> yeah, he's but right go. there with Woj and Champs. Yeah, once it's reported, it's it's like Dave said. It's reported. It's going to happen that night. But then you That's get a scoop. Bit. But then you get a scoop like the Gobert Poirier incident, and he's just like he's bigger <laughs> yeah, than no one bigger, else has. He's bigger than TMZ. Vin Fosh. He's larger than life. He is the best. He, he is on the beat more than anyone else have ever. More than every other person combined. Pompey must be so sad. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be him. And at once, once Daryl came in over Elton, it was it was all over. The the Pompey show was over <laughs> yeah. before it started. 
He didn't have, he didn't have Elton anymore. <laughs> All right, guys, before we move on, anything else to say about this jazz game? Well, do you see, like, I kind of forgot that they did this, the whatever last two minute report that the ref said that they missed three calls on the Sixers and they missed three calls on the jazz. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Right. Although the, the out of bounds call was absurd. How did we keep that ball? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I was mad that they called a timeout to let them mm. look at it. Like, they could have just inbounded it. It was 20 seconds. I mean, everything worked out. But uh, we, we did get the benefit of that of that whistle. Uh, I think they explained it that it hit the ref. I didn't see it hit the ref. I didn't see Royce O'Neal hit the ref. But, hey, I'll, I'll take it. Um, there were a lot of – there was a, a jazz blogger who posted on Twitter, like, five plays that the jazz were complaining about. Four of them were like nothing, didn't see anything. One of them was could have been a reach and foul, it wasn't like a shooting foul or anything. But then Royce O'Neill blew an open layup, so it's like, what are you complaining about? You they, they should have won this game, they had a control throughout the entire game. They made like I think 39 points worth of threes more than we did. I don't know how they lost this game, but down the stretch, like Ben Simmons locked up Donovan Mitchell. Um, I mean, Rudy Gobert is useless in offense, and like they were, they were just frauds. And then what was a uh, what was a uh, Ben Dietrich posting about like our closeout lineup or whatever the terminology is? Like the the advanced stats have been so good. Of, uh, I don't like, remember in particular anyone else. So it's Embiid, it's Simmons, Shake. Curry, Embiid, and Tobias, like that lineup has been dominant. Oh yeah, they have like a net rating of like fifty. Yeah, I'm so I'm I might be over Seth Curry though. Uh <laughs> I'm trying to give him the I, I, I find myself getting frustrated with him and then I have to give my give him the benefit of the doubt because he is coming off COVID. You know? Furcon would never Furcon would never <laughs> get COVID. He's too responsible. <laughs> I there's nothing that infuriates me more than when players intentionally don't get off the half court heave at the end of a quarter or a half. Oh. And Furcon is the only one that will do, he'll, he'll shoot it. And I need to get his jersey for that sole purpose. <laughs> oh, it pisses me off so much. Yeah. How is that acceptable? Everyone's just worried about their, their shooting, but it's going to mess up their three yep. point percentage. Then give it to like then bring Dwight in who's not getting another contract. Like, he, <laughs> Dwight will shoot it. He like fucked one up yesterday too, and I was so mad. Like I get it. Yeah. I get stupid as hell, but like I get it for maybe people seeking out their max contract. It's gonna really impact it. But then bring in the scrubs and let them shoot. There's got to be a two percent chance of making that shot. Especially if you're playing the Sixers. Yeah, seems oh like my the shots always go in, so we might as well sub in. I don't know Jordan Clarkson <laughs> to go shoot it. Crazy. Um, can we talk about? Because Dave talked about it last pod the the rotations, uh, and we we talked about it a little bit the the all bench lineup. I did bring that up, didn't I? What What do you guys take away from it? Because it was driving us crazy in the first half, and they they um I think they did spark us to lead the comeback in the second half like what what do you make like is that just doc being stubborn and it just happened to work out for him like what what happened i think when you hear about people complaining about doc rivers tenure in the clippers they talk about how 
specifically in the playoffs, he fails to make adjustments and he sticks with his rotations. I think we're seeing it. I think like he's married to start the game with the starters, phase in the bench unit to finish out the first quarter, start the second quarter with the bench unit, and then phase them out to finish the second quarter with the starters. It doesn't matter who we're playing, how the game is going. He just sticks to that. Like that's his thing. That's his thing. It's like, I, and I think that's, I think we're seeing what his biggest criticism was in the, in the, over the last seven years with the Clippers his failure to adjust and his stubbornness to stick with his rotations. I think like he just, you know, do you guys, do you guys agree or you disagree? That's what I'm seeing. It's definitely, definitely happening. I guess I'm curious. And I think I asked this last time, like, is this just what NBA coaches do or is doc the outlier by like sticking too much to his like pre-written plan? I don't watch other teams or focus on other teams to know that enough. Uh, but what I, I think Brett staggered them more. I could be wrong. Um, we did have a really weird roster last year. So, you know, it was, it, it was kind of a disaster no matter what happened. Uh, I, I, I'm definitely not used to seeing all bench lineups. Like it's, it's quite the strategy, especially when you're playing the best team in the league to roll out your entire bench while they still have uh, like, two of their starters in like Conley and Gobert were cooking us for a while when we had all our bench in. Um, but it, it's, what can you say? It, Cause it worked. <laughs> it worked last <laughs> game. Like it, it was a disaster early on and all of a sudden we're down 11 and like Dwight's hitting a three and Cork Maz is hitting a floater. Like I feel like his first floater of the freaking year. And it just like, what can you say? But I think he's not going away from it. I think he's going to do it. Like Dave said, throughout the rest of the regular season, we'll see if it, kills us but um at least in the playoffs you know the rotations are going to shorten so that's true i'm really curious about the playoff rotation because like it's it's really funny because it's it definitely does happen where the you know you play less players but in the you know spur of the moment i'm not realizing it i'm just like i'm so caught up in the heat of the game that you know you just you're just following the game but well what is it eight players usually like eight man rotations Eight to nine, I think. Yeah, usually eight. I think we. I think the Brett Brett played eight the last two years. We're in the playoffs. So that's who. That's I would think. I think we'll go nine. I think we'll go nine. I think it'll be if we if shake Matisse or shake Furkan Matisse and Dwight off the bench plus the starters. If we don't make a move, if we go in, if we finish out the season with our current roster, I think that's the nine man rotation. The, The five normal starters, and then your bench is shake Furkan Matisse and Dwight. And then Simmons plays like some four minutes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think that's our our Maxi's out of it for sure, unfortunately. But I think that's our nine. That's the that's our nine. We're going to war with right there. Yep, unless there's a trade, and we'll see. Who is our missing piece? Hmm. Hmm. Who is who is it? If if we're gonna talk hmm. missing piece, but realistic. <laughs> Realistic missing piece. I think I think it, I think it's Lowry. I think it's Lowry. I, I really do. I do too. It, it's uh, there's something to be said about it's hard to incorporate, especially a point guard, like incorporate someone in your offense midseason. But I think Lowry has the grit and the smartness enough for us to make it work. Kind of like Marcus All when Raptors traded for him uh, in 2019. I just think I think it's a clean fit. And I think he'll just he'll just add to the defensive end, and 
he'll he doesn't have to be the point guard here, right? He can play off ball and play with Ben, who will initiate the offense. And I just I think I think he's gettable. I think he's gettable. So that's that's why I'm like locked in on Lowry. And like you said, it could be someone we're not even expecting, but I would love Lowry. I really would. So he's his contract's up, right? This is his final year. His Kyle Lowry as it stands right now is one year, thirty million dollars. And that one year is the current season we're in right now. So, so he's an unrestricted free agent this summer. Like, do you think, like, the mindset is, Dow's mindset is we make that deal, Danny, Maxi, first-round pick, whatever. We get Lowry. Things go amazing or things don't go amazing. Would you predict that Lowry's on our team next year? Or it's just one and done? Or half a year and done? I think if we do – if we, like, give up actual value for him – he can't – it can't just be a half-season rental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd have to know, right? They'd have to know that he's willing to re-sign yeah. or something. And is he going to give us some kind of hometown discount? Because we have three max players on the books for the next four years and uh, not much wiggle room. Yeah, what's, what's he, like 35? Yeah, 34. also that – add that too, 34 years old. What's that command in the open market? Like for his final contract. I, I couldn't tell you because all you know, I'll tell you what, all these NBA contracts always surprise me. Look at Rudy Gobert. What's a hometown discount? 17 and a half million for three years. And he's still sure. playing at a high level. So I mean, he, he had his, for two years. He has his ring. So, you know, maybe he's not taking a discount at all, you know? So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Flowery. But is, I'll he love back, him. is he back in the lineup? I know he's hurt for a while. They, he was playing the Celtics tonight. Did, who won that game? I don't Celtics, know. unfortunately. Uh, they won four straight now. Mm. I told people don't <laughs> run off the Celtics. Like they're going to be fine. Yep. So every time, every time we do suck. one of these, every time we do one of these podcasts, I pull up the standings, and I, I there's something that makes me can't believe my eyes every time. <laughs> Last time it was the Knicks being a playoff team, being in the eighth seed. Now that they're the fifth, they're the fifth seed. Last the week they're the fourth seed. <laughs> Uh, what? I think the Celtics overtook them with their win today. They did. But what's even crazier than that, what's even crazier than the Knicks being the fifth seed is the Phoenix Suns being the two seed. Wow. Phoenix Holy is fuck. number two. The, the first two, the one seed and the two seed out West are Utah and Phoenix. What is it? 1993? <laughs> is that like Chris Paul or is like eight and filthy is – Bridge is filthy. Like, I don't even follow them. I think it's just Chris Paul and Devin Booker. It's Chris Paul. Yeah. I think and it's Chris Paul. It's like Chris Paul is doing what he did to the Thunder last year, but the, the Thunder didn't have Devin Booker. The Suns do. Like, we're wow. seeing how good Devin Booker actually is, and, like, they're this two seed. And you and know who else they have? Mario. They sure do. Who apparently, like, took over in the Lakers game when uh, Devin Booker got ejected. Of course you did. Stop, <laughs> Dario. Can you imagine if he was off our bench? It'd be amazing. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. I, I want to talk about real quick. Do you, uh, how do you guys feel about the Jazz? Do you think, do you think they're legit? Uh, I did until last night. The West? <laughs> I pretend- they're, they're pretenders, not contenders, in my opinion. I'll tell you what, man. They were making every three for a while, and I was getting very, very frustrated. Like- that was – oh, that was their best shot last night. We took their, we took their, we took their best haymaker last night. 
And the they, they played a near perfect game and they lost. Like, I'm yeah. so confused by that. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, Joe, um, you alluded to the, the three point discrepancy. It's, that is a problem. Um, we can't be outshot from three like that and survive in a playoff series. June, you were, you were saying, like, versus the Nets, if they make a bunch of threes and, and we can't hit anything, like, it's just, it, we're not going to be able to overcome that in the playoffs, right? Yeah, we're just going to watch their score go up faster than our scores go up. <laughs> Anything else about the Jazz guys? I uh, In the first half when they were cooking us and things didn't go, weren't going well, one of my buddies, and I thought it was a good take, um, was like, I think people are quick to condemn teams without like the super flashy superstar as whatever year the, the Hawks. Just like, like – like the Jazz immediately draw comparisons in my mind to the Hawks because they don't have any dominant player, or mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess Mitchell's filthy, but whatever. Um, and I don't know. Like, is is that the case? Like, I I agree now after the game concluded, so it took me about thirty minutes to change my opinion. But like, they're not contenders, right? They can't. Mm-hmm. They're the Hawks, no. but worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I think in a, I think the Lakers. The, the Lakers will beat them uh, if healthy. Who else? The, the Clippers. I would say the Clippers, but the Clippers are so weird that you know something could happen to them. I'd take uh, the Suns over the Jazz, honestly. Yeah. I'd probably take the Suns over Jazzy, too. I'd so. put my money on Chris Paul and Devin Booker over Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Can you imagine the bad – like how heated it would be if the Sixers played the Jazz in the finals? Oh, oh my God. Oh, if we get out of the East and that's who's waiting for us – we're gonna win the championship. <laughs> if we get out of the East, oh my God, we gotta get. Yeah, it's, it's, it's we big, got a long way a to go. Long way to go. Uh, we still real got quick, Brooklyn. Before we get to uh, recapping the first half of the season, uh, we'll just go over the previous three games before the Jazz game. Uh, any takeaways from the Dallas game? Too easy. Ben locked up Luca, man. Yeah, three locked him up. Three great wins. Three great wins recently, but one clunker versus Cleveland. We can't beat Cleveland. Wasn't that our prediction? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, we we predicted they'd go six and two over the last eight games after their last three game losing streak on the West Coast trip, and they went six and two. We said they were going to lose to the Raptors and probably a dumb one, which was the Cavs the game. Cavs. So we, we got that right. Wow, but Dallas, Indiana, and um, who did we beat last night? Oh, the stupid loser Jazz. <laughs> Three great killed wins. In, killed Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That was um, another put Luke, put Luke in jail. Yeah, Luke Luke dude, he looked visibly uncomfortable. Like he wasn't running any of his normal sets. He was passing it really early on. Ben had him locked up, man. Mm-hmm. And it's Defensive. not the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Guys, this is the season. Don't you see? AI MVP, Joel Embiid MVP, Matumbo defensive player of the year, Ben Simmons defensive player of the year. Larry Brown, coach of the year. Doc Rivers, coach of the all-star team. <laughs> we don't quite have the sixth man, but. Furcon, sixth man. <laughs> Furcon. <laughs> I love Furcon right now. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine this team in the, the 2001 East? We, we'd win 66 games or something. Is oh there God. a quicker release in the NBA than Furcon? <laughs> I don't think what, there is. He can Joe, catch Joe it from anywhere <laughs> and release it. He's like already halfway through his shot when the ball's in his hand. Yeah. And he is Joe, like the most Joe beautiful pump fake. <laughs> Joey is very similar too. Like he yeah. catches it like up here and shoots it. I yeah. think it's so funny that 
Like, Furkan's got the, the mindset that, that he deserves a heat check after every three. And when he gets the ball, you could just tell he's looking for, for his heat check spot. And he's so oh. disappointed when he, like, is fully covered and can't do it. I love Furkan. That's the only good thing Brian Colangelo did. Yeah. He drafted Furkan Korkmaz. <laughs> that was the, the Luavu draft, right? Yeah. That's Brian, that's Brian Colangelo's legacy in his tenure as GM. His one pros and cons, one yeah. pro and 30 cons. He gave up Jason Tatum, two of the juiciest first-round picks. Jeremy you know, Grant. Floating around the league. Jeremy Grant, Narlins Noel for Furkan Korkmaz. He advertised from day one that we couldn't keep Okafor, really boosted his trade value. What a loser. He's a bigger loser than the Utah Jazz. He should be the GM of the Utah Jazz. Oh my God. <laughs> he should have to go and to bring Scott o- and bring Scott O'Neill with him. Remember that was a rumor Scott O'Neill was going to – Howard Eskin tweeted over one summer that Scott O'Neill was close to move, going to the Jazz. Yeah, I wish. And apparently, according to Spike, that like Howard like fucked that up. Like something really was happening. and uh, But then Howard leaking it. Pulled the plug on the whole thing somehow. Oh, I would pay more for my season tickets if if we got rid of O'Neal. Oh, yeah. easily. Hex got to go too, but that's that's another conversation. <laughs> All right. Any anything else of these games before we move on to the first half? No. Pacers game destroyed the Miles Turner was a, another people said that he was a defensive player of the year candidate, and beat cooked him too. So who make up Miles? Put- yeah, that dude's got the cleanest face of all time. He must, he must have the perfect skincare regimen, or he wears makeup. Maybe that's yeah, why Embiid does. is so polite to him. Embiid said respectfully, "I've won that matchup through my entire career." Yeah, that's good. All right, guys. First half of the season, we ended it twenty-four and twelve, which is great because that's officially better than we started last year. So I'm happy about that. Um, what are you happy with? What, what are some highlights of the season for you guys? Embiid. Mm-hmm. Any, any particular moments? Career high? Last night's game? What do you think? I've been drunk for all his good games. It's so disappointing. <laughs> Career high? He dropped, what, 50 or 51? 50, I think. 50? Yeah. That fadeaway three to, to tie the loser jazz and go to OT. Yeah. Is... Taunting and... It's yeah. up there with probably top five Joel memories for me. Yeah, I, right. Just just in the last couple of weeks, what? How how special is that? Breathe it all in, JB. It's the it's the fresh air. It's the air still fresh right now. Oh, the tur- the turnaround jumper against Oklahoma City is first game ever, oh, dude. <laughs> that I thought about yeah. that today. Like when I when I texted you guys the screenshot of the forty and ten stat, that's what I thought of. Like we were there when he finally do you remember that i remember driving there after work to the stadium and like oh my god we're gonna see him play tonight he's actually gonna play a game tonight and we're gonna see it and he hit that turnaround jumper followed by the westbrook block the next play down the court that was like dude there were there was like fourteen thousand people in there right like it was still empty and like that was one of the most electric environments i've ever felt in the in that in that building i've been to a pretty amazing games in that building but that was uh, that's up there. Embiid's first preseason game or regular season game, whatever it was. I need to get to the stadium. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, well, guys, if fun. we'll we'll organize something, if we can get enough tickets, or we'll we'll figure something out. We'll let you know what the lottery process is like, and we'll get down to the game. We'll figure it out. Um, I can't emphasize enough how cool it is that Embiid's this good. 
especially because we were all big process believers. We were there from day one because Dave convinced us he was he's a patient zero or whatever. Um, and just to see the entire thing fold out and all the all the weird shit we've been through, and for MB to be at an MP, MVP level the, uh, this season is just it's it's special and it's something I'm always gonna cherish. And I I can't believe we're at this moment. We were so. right. It's nice to be right when right. when everyone when everyone says you're going to be wrong. We're all, um, I mean, recapping first half. Like, I think Ben's in all of our good graces right now. Like, yes. I have, I can only hate one guy, and right now it's Seth Curry. But I, ha- I haven't even thought about not liking Ben for a while. He's just. I don't think I. I don't. I don't hate anyone right now. I think I hate. I really like everyone right now. I think I hate Doc. If I had to pick someone <laughs> who I hated right now, I'd pick Doc. I'm a little. Cons- I'm a little concerned with. Shake, I think Dave, you said it in our chat. Does he have TOS? Yeah, something's going on with Shake. <laughs> He's like arms and legs flail. Like it gets worse and worse every time. I love it because it's so funny looking. Yeah. I feel like he's starting lower every time he shoots a three. Yeah, and like have a have a back spasm when he rises up. <laughs> something's going on. Uh, something, but he, he was pretty good last night. Um, and so yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I'm not really mad at anyone. I think we need improvements. Danny Green frustrates me, but like I like oh, yeah, having him. I, I just like I feel comfortable with him, even though he has his two or three Danny moments per game. I, um, I would love to upgrade him. I but just like, wish he was Covington. <laughs> I think if we do trade him, which we might need to to match salary, I don't think losing him is nothing. You know what I mean? I think it's still championship experience. I think something works with him, even though he, you know, he takes these pull up threes at air balls and. I, but I think he's I willing. Know. I love that he like willing. that's his best quality. He doesn't hesitate when everyone else we deal with always hesitates. And we don't have many of those. And uh, and Beat said it uh, during the Cavs game. Like if you get the ball in here, wide open for three, shoot it. And that's my okay, Seth. His release is too slow, so he does he passes up a lot of like what would be otherwise open threes for other players. Yeah, yeah, he's on my shit list right now. <laughs> um, Look. I'm real quick. I'm going to say, I just want to run through 30 seconds, say something positive about how I appreciate all nine of our guys that we're going to war with that we announced earlier. Start with the bench. I mean, Shake Milton, second round pick. What was he 50, 50th pick? Yeah, very late. Pick? Very congratulations. late. Congratulations. You're, you're, you're an NBA player. That's congratulations. Fantastic. Brett, pick. Brett Love Brown Shake. pick. Brett pick. Love Shake. Uh, the Wings, Furkan and Matisse. Great. Love them so much. So happy to have them too, and grow with them. Fantastic. Cheap they, rookie deals. Cheap they rookie have, deals. They should have a child. He, <laughs> yeah. he would be so good. He'd be the best player in the league. <laughs> Furcon's, Furcon's pump fake with Matisse's defense. Are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, if we could merge if we could merge Furcon and, and uh, Matisse, that might be the best player in the league, honestly. And then Dwight. We love Dwight. We love Dwight. We appreciate Dwight for what he is. And then the starters, Seth and Danny Green. I know we have to pick someone to hate. It's Seth right now. I don't hate him. I don't. I like everyone hated Covington. Everyone hates Danny Green and gets frustrated with Seth Curry. I appreciate them for what they do. They're there to do one job, and that's have gravity. And whether they make the shot or miss the shot, it doesn't fucking matter because the defense is not going to leave them open out there. And that opens everything up for everybody else. So whether they're, they dribble a little too much and, Dribble Danny Green dribbles the ball off his foot every once in a while, or they get go streaky from three. They're doing their job. I appreciate their job. Toby, Toby, how about it? 
the biggest the biggest black magic miracle of the season, in my opinion. GameStop Toby. But he games GameStop GameStop <laughs> GameStop crashed. Toby's still making new all time highs. It's unbelievable. The Lakers game winner. The the kill the jazz in overtime last night. Keep going. Keep going. My best friend Toby making magical internet money together. Who would have thought? And then Ben. Ben, aggressive Ben. Have you noticed the last few weeks? We've noticed. Ben yeah. has been like looking to score, getting to the line, making his foul shots. He's like shooting quicker. He's not like doing his whole mechanical thing. He's like stepping up and not even thinking about it and just knocking down foul shots. Great step in the right direction. And last but not least, Joel having the best season of a 76er in 20 years. It's like the doc, we have to talk. We have to have a talk doc. That's my, that's yeah. I love it. I love what we got going on right now. It's great. But I still think that there's a move that needs to be made. I do. I really do. How do you, did I miss anything? What do you guys think about all that stuff? I, I think that was perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> that was perfect. Dave. I, I had nothing else to add, but you did allude to it. You said there, there could be, there could be a move. There could be. And I think, I think that's a good segue into this week's Lottie's fake trade. So you have the floor. Look, I'll, I'll preface with this. I've been, I've been burned many times in my life with, with investments. You know, sometimes you, you make, you, you buy a stock, it goes up, you're feeling fucking good. You know, you're making money. Well, unrealized gains, another valuable lesson that kind of ties into where I'm going with this here, but it's up and you think it's going to keep going up and you hold it. And then it just takes a shit <laughs> and you're back to square one. And you're like, ah, I should have sold. I should have sold when it was fucking great because someone would have bought it for a lot more than I did. Right. For a lot more than I did, but I held too long and it took a shit and now I'm fucked and I'm stuck. Tobias Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias Harris is right now. Can't, can't give him, can't give the guy, can't give the guy enough compliments. I really can't. <laughs> I can't give him enough. <laughs> I can't do this. This is bad. This isn't good timing. This isn't good timing for the for this Toby trade. All right, look, I'll say this: you're selling Should high. We wait for a bad game. I don't no, know. We're in too deep. Yeah, I, I've already started. I've already started. We're in too deep. All right, Tobias Harris, we're selling high, and um, here's the, the. There's three teams involved in this three team blockbuster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your Philadelphia 76ers, your rival, division rival, Toronto Raptors, and the third team happens to be the one and only of 30 NBA teams that has two very specific things. The cap space to take on Tobias Tobias Harris's contract and the positional need for him, and that's the Portland Trailblazers of the West Coast. Now, what would the Portland Trailblazers have to give up for a guy playing like Tobias Harris is right now? You're going to have to give up something because, you know, Dame and CJ, CJ's coming back from injury. They're the fifth seed right now. You know, they they have a chance. That's like those, those, the port, that's like the kind of team that like in a shortened season like this continuity is you're, it's going to give you a chance. And they've, you know, they've been, they've had some good playoff runs the last handful of years. Maybe they decide they want to try to go for it. Maybe they think they're like one piece away. How about a guy playing like Tobias Harris right now? I saw that game last night. I saw that game last night, right? So what would you have to give up? Would you even have to give up that much? How about just some spare parts? Would you give up some spare parts to add a third star with Toby and or with uh, Dame and CJ? See, I'm calling Toby the star because he is one. And you can get him for spare parts like Robert Covington. <laughs> Rodney Carmelo Hood. Anthony. That's it? 
Robert Robert Co- Robert Covington, Rodney Hood, and Derek Jones Jr. Those add up to thirty-two million dollars. Would you flip those spare parts and a next year's lottery protected first round pick for an all-star Toby? How could they say no to that? How could they say no to that? I mean, really? And you're probably asking yourself, where's Robert Covington go? <laughs> well, glad you asked. He's coming home. He's coming home to take Danny Green's role. Where's Danny Green going? He's going to Toronto with Rodney Hood's $10 million and Terrence Ferguson's $4 million for Kyle Lowry, right? So long story short, the Sixers get Kyle Lowry, Robert Covington, and Derek Jones's two-year $9 million contract, right? He's our backup four. And we're also sending two unprotected first-round picks to Toronto, 2021 and 2023. Two unprotected picks, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, and Terrence Ferguson in exchange for Kyle Lowry, Robert Covington, and Derek Jones Duke. Now, is it a lateral move? Is it a lateral move? You're basically swapping Tobias Harris for Kyle Lowry, similar caliber player at different positions. Maybe Kyle Lowry is more of a positional need and a better fit with Ben and Joel. And you're replacing Danny Green with Robert Covington, and you're replacing Mike Scott with Derek Jones Jr. And you're giving up two unprotected picks. But you're keeping Tyrese Maxey to be groomed under Kyle Lowry. You're keeping Matisse Thibel to be the next Robert Covington. And you, what else are you doing? What else are we doing here? You're getting Tobias off the books. Oh, right. Yes, exactly. You're getting Tobias off the books. With Kyle Lowry's $30 million expiring, you have a max slot. Daryl Morey has a max slot. And you bring back Kyle Lowry on the hometown discount, which $17.5 million a year, $20 million a year. It looks a lot better when you don't have Tobias is 37 million a year too, right? Huh? You got Covington is two years, 12 million a year left right into the Danny green role. And basically you're, you're trading Tobias Harris for Kyle Lowry, but that gives you future flexibility. Portland gets Tobias Harris and Deandre Bembry for spare parts. I don't see why they wouldn't do that. And then Toronto gets equal expiring money for Lowry plus three first round picks. Two unprotected from us in 2021 and 2023, and Portland's 2022 lottery protected pick. Who says no to that trade? I think that, if anyone says, I think best one. I think the Sixers say no. Yeah, does that take really? us from what? I think. Like, do you I think, say uh, no? Do I say no? Oh my god! Do I fucking no? I say yes to that. I do that trade just for Covington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our starting would, lineup. Our starting lineup is, is Kyle Lowry, Seth Curry, Covington, Simmons, and Embiid. Your bench is Shake, Furkan, Matisse, and Dwight, and Derek Jones, but, and Dwight. I would do it. And, uh, it's, and, it's then not, we get a, and then we get a max player next year. Yeah, and then we're in the, we're in the running for Bradley Beal and Zach Levine in, oh. in two summers. In, in all seriousness, yeah. Like, that's a huge part of it. And uh, – it's, this, this isn't even an anti-Toby thing. It's like no. you it's simply it's simply selling high when when on a, being, you know, being a good businessman. The, it's the, right, assets. the rights to Ricky Sanchez keeps talking about this. And I think it's a really good point. We have three max contracts and players who don't shoot a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. And I just think last night's game isn't sustainable if you get outshot from three like that. And Toby's a good player. Better guy. He, the fit is still questionable because I think we need more shooters. And 
we've seen in the playoffs, like the Boston Celtics versus us, the in 2018, we were the more talented team, but they had more capable players. I think that trade would make us more well-rounded and we have more players who could do a lot. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it would bring Toby off the books, just because, you know, you can't pay that much money to a guy who might not fit the scheme of everything. I, I think, I think you have to do it at this area of the six years. Why do you think they don't do it? Well, Daryl's whole mindset, right, is if you have 5% chance, you go all in. Does this negate from our 5% or keep it flat or what? I think maybe it bumps us up a percentage or two, if that. Because Lowry, Lowry and, and Tobias are like – they're pretty, you know, similar, similar caliber, you know, C-class celebrities. There's, there's definitely the concern of, you know – Toby's been here for what two and a half years now, something like something like that. Like, uh, usually teams with such a huge midseason shakeup don't really go far. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. you don't see it. Not that yeah. it can't happen. You don't really see it that much. We have a good. Um, we have a really good thing going right now, and that's uh, that's really the, rocking yeah. the boat. We have the continuity right now, so I could see that being a reason they don't do it. Uh, they would probably rather add than to trade a a vital part of the team. Let's be honest. Um, but I think in a vacuum, like you have to say yes. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, June? Oh yeah. Because you well, you've been reacting <laughs> to the trade like visually, but what you you definitely do it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I think you know when when it's time for playoffs, like Lowry is someone we really need, like with his experience and you know his point guard skills of you know bringing the ball up, setting the offense. That's something we'll need more than, you know, Tobias being Tobias. Uh, so I think, you know, that trade works out. Like, we have to do it. Man. Yeah. Just, I, 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 want you guys to, I want you guys to picture something right now. I want you to picture it's, uh, it's summer 2022, right? Bradley Beal just signs a, a five-year – $250 million contract with the Sixers, right? Bradley Beal. Because we have the cap, because we did this deal and we had the cap space to do it. Kyle Lowry, you know, signs his JJ contract, 15, 13 mil, you know, basically the MLE or the vet, the veterans, whatever it's called. And uh, he's got, he's got both his arms around shake and Maxi on both sides, right? He's grooming Tyrese Maxi who's going to be going into his third year to be the, the starting point guard of the future. You got, you got Maxi at liftoff. You got Beal still in his prime. You got Matisse, Matisse ready for liftoff. Him and Maxi and Matisse going into their primes with Beal, Simmons, and Embiid. Oh, my God. That's like we'll win a couple titles, I think, with that team. That will be awesome. And, and with Lowry still there, you know, and his like veteran bench role with shape, it's like you know, his steadiness, you know. Yeah, he's like our, you know, he he embodies Philly. He gives us that fucking attitude we don't have. He just brings that junkyard dog. We're going to war. Fuck you. Punch someone in the mouth. Get in someone's face. Get under someone's skin. That that alpha that we just don't have. Like as as great as Embiid and Simmons are, and as good as Toby's been playing, we don't have that alpha. Like, we're kind of soft at times. That's, like, the biggest flaw with this team, I think. We're kind of, like, 
we get a lackadaisical sometimes and like, you know, sometimes we just don't have it some nights. And I think with a guy like Lowry, just to kind of bring that to the culture and infuse that ingredient with what we have and the flexibility this would give us, you got to do it. You got to do the deal. You got to do the deal. To recap, I think, I think we're, we're all saying yes. Correct. Yeah, I am. I would. I think that's a, I think it's, I think it's a win for all teams. I think, I think they all say yes. Do you guys Let's agree? Let's go. Let's go. Um, we'll see. Trade deadlines at end of this month, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. A couple weeks, actually. Oh. I think March 18th. Wow. wow. I did not know that. Oh my God. It's two weeks. Oh, that's shit. soon. Oh shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's really soon. soon. I think um, it is. Let me search it to be it sure. It is two weeks. Is it the did 18th? You got, did you guys oh, see the know. start of our sec, our second half of the schedule? It's pretty brutal. Yes. Five games, like a 12, seven nights. A 12-game road trip or something? Yeah, I think that's, oh, uh, that's down the line. We have 10 out of 12 on the road starting at the end of the March. 10 out of 12. Uh, Damn, we're not a good road brutal. team. <laughs> um, you know what? I think that's a good transition. Unless you guys have anything, anything else to add, I'm going to go through rapid-fire predictions for a second half. I'm good. Cool. All right. Trade, trade deadline, March 25th, three weeks from right now. We'll know. March 25th. That's soon. Very soon. Very, very soon. I, I can't believe March is here, to be honest with you. So oh. April is going to be here just like that. I see 60 Bye. degrees on the on next week's <laughs> forecast. Wow. 60 degrees. June's going to be 30 soon. Oh, yeah. Wow. A packed, packed March. Packed March. Um, so rapid fire, second half questions. I'm just going to ask you guys. Everyone, we'll, we'll do the order that I announced you guys. June, Dave, and Joe. This this answer. What seed do we end with? Three. Three? Yep. Oh, no. Bucks, Bucks, Bucks to go surpass us, too? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. No. I, I, I haven't looked at everyone else's schedule yet, either, but oh, that'd be disappointing. That'd be so disappointing. Uh, Dave. Oh, June. <laughs> I wish you did. I wish you didn't make me see that. I see it. I see where you're coming from, buddy. I don't. I do. I do. Dude, the Bucks are only two and a half games back, and we're about to. And they're about to play lose in Memphis. Fifteen games in a row on the ro- fifteen games in a row on the road. We're eight and nine on the road. And I'm we're so sixteen. To call in. We're sixteen and three at home. This rapid fire, Dave. This could very easily <laughs> this could very easily look like last year. They could year. talk for as long as you want to. I know. I'll st- I, I'll stick with uh, my my original gut before June polluted my thinking. Uh, two <laughs> two seed. Brooklyn's gonna pass us for sure, but that's okay. I'm We're gonna be the second seed. Two as well. Does Embiid win the MVP? Yes. Yes. Sorry, I couldn't even. Yes. We all say yes at the same time on that one. <laughs> Rapid fire. Um, <laughs> defensive player of the year. No. Ben. I don't think ben? so. You don't think oh, – I'm sorry. I meant to say, will Ben win Defensive Player of the Year? No, I think they give it to the stupid Frenchman. No. No way. No way. <laughs> I, no. I couldn't disagree more, JV. I really, <laughs> no. think, I really think Ben's got it in the bag. After Embiid locked up, He's they rising. both locked it up. They both locked it up this week. Embiid locked it up with the Jazz game. Simmons locked it up with the Luka game. I mean, They I, both I, like – there have been podcasts about how good Ben Simmons' defense is from like the mainstream people that have votes. Like Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor and Bill Simmons and Russell. Oh, I hate like, yeah. I know, but they all, if they're, ha- if that's like the subject line in their podcast titles, like that's, it's, uh, it's got, it's got some steam. I think he's going to get it. I really do. Vegas still has him as like such an underdog. 
Wow. Rudy Who's Gobert the favorite? is Rudy is minus two hundred. That is a wow. heavy favorite. Jokic and Embiid wow. both dropped forty on his head. Like, can what, we, what are we doing here? Can you short that, JB? <laughs> you, you could take you could take Ben plus two sixty, which is the second place or the second. That's I don't you know sh- if we should make any more short. bets on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no more bets, no more bets. I heard. Right. I already have it pending from before this. No, <laughs> I think we're fine. If it's pending, it's fine. Uh, do you guys think Embiid doesn't get enough love for Defensive Player of the Year? Uh. I saw that today. I, I just that. don't think like it's possible for him to just. He just he's like so good offensively that he just can't put in the effort. Bums like Gobert can. can. He was so good defensively in the Jazz game, though. Like he was breaking. Like I mean, obviously Rudy Gobert sucks, but he was breaking up with these lob passes that he had no business being able to recover from. Uh, huge block on Gobert on a dunk, and I I, I think I, I think the reason people love Gobert so much is because the center is probably more important defensively than a wing. But, like, Embiid's – everyone talks about Ben Simmons. Embiid's phenomenal for us. And I think I think, I think, think the defensive numbers support that. But, anyway, it, so it, is ranked, it is He's ranked fourth. I didn't even know that. So, I mean, he's – Oh, that's higher than I thought. Yeah, it's, it's Gobert, Simmons, Turner, and Embiid. All right, moving on. You guys – I think you all said a trade happens, if I'm, if I'm correct. If uh, so, what what player comes to Philadelphia in a trade? I oh, am I going? PJ Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) That's the move. Oh come on, Dave. I feel like it might not be something big, right? Okay. Yeah, it might not be. Might not be. Uh, I'm sticking with Vlade's fake trade of the week. (laughs) It makes too much sense. But you you don't think the Sixers do it though? That's what you said, right? Uh, I just said that for the people that are going to listen to this and, and give me you shit go, about it. Always got to play both sides. Yeah, <laughs> smart, yeah. smart. JB, I I don't know enough of the rest of the league. I just think it's not going to be Lowry or Levine. I agree. I think it's going to be. So I'm going to say I think it's going to be someone we don't expect. Yeah, like just someone that's like an above average, good role player. All right. And finally, revise your predictions. How does the season end? Oh, man. I, think... I, I can't do this yet. <laughs> uh, I think we, we still lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. Dave, can you do this? Or we, you, you're thinking, you're thinking. What, what are you thinking? June, June's doing it to me again. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the bait again. Uh. I think if we if we make it out of the East, I think we win. We win. Yep. I think we win if we get out of the East. No one in the West scares me. Mm-hmm. The Lakers, not scared. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, I'm not scared. Utah, definitely not scared. Not scared. <laughs> not scared. Suns? If we if we it, get if that's we the scariest can, team. Yeah, seriously, the Suns might be the scare. Devin Booker, I don't want to play him in a seven-game series. Because well, he kills us. He averages 37 points a game against us in his career. But we have to make it out of the East, and we all know that that means we're going to have to beat the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not see that coming. I know. 
You thought I was going to say the Nets, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JB, uh, you going to make a prediction? If I had the pick right now, I would I would follow June. I think I would too. Um, I will. I completely agree with Dave, though. Besides Toronto, I I, I think Brooklyn. I'm most scared of Brooklyn. Yeah, and I don't we're think all, it's we're close. On the same page. Yeah, we're I don't on the think it's page. close. You know, um, I think maybe Phoenix scares you a little bit in the West, but the Lakers don't scare me. Um, I, I think I think like it's like at least it will be a good matchup. You know, um, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they, they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals too, but and it's, this is for every team, including us, because you know our history. There's no guarantee that Durant is healthy. That's what I'm. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Knock on wood. Like I don't Whoa. wish I don't wish injury on anyone, but like he's been, Kyrie too. Kyrie too. Like Durant's been in and out of the lineup a lot this season, mm-hmm. and if they have him, he's fantastic. Probably a top two player in the league. He's he's amazing. He he looks like he hasn't missed a beat when he plays from a freaking torn Achilles. It's, it's amazing. Um, but he's been in and out. He's missing the All Star game. They're gonna reevaluate him. There's no guarantee he he's healthy in the playoffs. Which you know, like I said, it could be said for us too. But that's something to look out for, and we'll see what happens. Hey. Harden, Harden's got the body of someone that doesn't want to get COVID. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, with that being said, a- anything else you guys want to plug in for the second half of the season? That's all I have. I don't know what I'm going to do for the next week. <laughs> you got to watch the All-Star game? Probably not. I just don't enjoy that shit at all. Well, watch either. I, I need to watch Covington in the skills challenge. How did he get that? <laughs> Baffling. I have no idea. Simulation. Another, another, another more proof that we're, we're in a simulation. He that's can't like, triple. He can't pass. That's like me. <laughs> that, that's like me being chosen for a dunk contest. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh boy. I don't even know who's in the dunk contest. Uh, it's, yeah. I don't either. I, I saw know. the names and I still don't know who they are. Um, good, good, positive. Doc has Embiid. So, Doc, don't play him too much. Maybe just down the stretch a little bit, but we have that advantage um, because we know who who had him last year, uh, Boonholzer. And he played Embiid for like 30 minutes or something, you know? So, wait, there's only three dunk contest people. Is that not normal? <laughs> it's during not the normal. halftime show. You, I couldn't even tell you who. Two of the I, I do know just because we recently played Anthony Simons. He was right. Obi Toppin, isn't he like shitty? I bet on him to be rookie of the year, loser. And Cassius Stanley. I've never heard of him in my life. No idea. No idea. Um also game stupid. It shouldn't be happening, but at least we have two all-stars. It's pointless, but I'll probably I'll probably tune in. Um I'll watch the three point contest. Oh, who anyone good in there? Uh, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell might. Who Levine? Donovan Mitchell might make one. <laughs> Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, I really hope they don't win. Yeah, they had two Celtics. Really, no Corkmas. Yeah, of course those dudes suck. They're just trying to get any anything. They didn't get invited to anything else. <laughs> aren't, they, aren't they both all stars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I hope. I actually kind of hope the Heat, Celtics, and Raptors turn it on because I, I don't want. I think we 
we would – I'm not scared of them, but that's not a first-round series I want, you know? This is like from tiring you out and everything. It's I think I, I, I prefer to avoid them in the first round. I'm a ro- one other quick observation as we close while I glance at the standings here. What interests me and I think interests us too. Um, looking at the bottom of the West, I'm noticing uh, two things in particular. One, Minnesota, the worst team in the NBA. Right now, the, the you know one of the top teams with the best odds of the number one pick. Oh, that pick top three protected to the Golden State Warriors who are right there in the playoff hunt. Um, I think the best fake trade in the league is James Wiseman, that Minnesota pick, which if they keep it is unprotected next year, they'll suck again. And uh, I think Wiseman, that pick and maybe Wiggins contract for Bradley Beal is probably probably makes the most sense uh, of anything ever. Um, So that's the other interesting thing is that the next, the second worst team in the West and the third worst team in the league, the Houston Rockets, whose pick uh, goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder, hmm. who are right behind them with the third as the third worst team in the West. So a lot of action in the lottery, a lot of action and, and uh, consequences in the lottery, which could play out pretty interestingly. So I'm, I got my, I have my eye on that. I have my eye on that. It's so funny because uh... – when Houston was like doing decently, Bill Simmons like randomly said they were like a sneaky Western Conference Finals team. Who said I, that? I, Bill Simmons. He randomly said that. Really weird. And they ended up losing their next twelve games. Idiot. Uh, guys, it's uh, it's getting kind of late, so we'll skip what's for dinner. But uh, anything? Quick plug before we go. Doesn't doesn't first name Dan have a new song or something? First he does name have a first. Dance. Yeah, he does have a new song. Stay up, go. I think. Listen Check on that out. Spotify, iTunes, just, or uh, what else is on? Yeah, SoundCloud? it's everywhere. It's on everywhere. Everything. YouTube. Hold on. Um, I'm going to say it. I just retweeted it today. I just saw it today and retweeted it, so I'm going to say it. Stay up. Yeah. Stay up. Okay. Yeah. So Stay shout up. out, first name Dane. <clears throat> Always. Thank you for the intro music. <laughs> Jesse. Our dude, friend of the pod. If you need a if you need a home in the Pennsylvania area, our realtor of the process, Jesse. Wow, the process realtor, Sobel, my guy, <laughs> so, Sobel the Jew, my boy. I love it. <laughs> he, he's the finest realtor on this side of the Mississippi. Official realtor of the pod. Shout out, Jesse. All right, guys, that's all, all I got right. for you today. Thanks for hopping on. See you later. Have a good night. See you, fellas. Yeah.